So what have you motherfuckers been doing? They, I mean, I was told that light-skinned people get into a lot of trouble when they don't have anything to occupy themselves. Oh, yeah, I did. I, I got a divorce in this period of time. In this, in this juncture. <laughs> you know, <laughs> if you're going to swing for the fences, swing for the fences. I, you know, if I'm going to come in hot, I'm coming in hot. Bang, 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 in the words of the late, great Bernie Mac. Uh, yeah, well, that's, that's what I've been up to. What about you, Phil? <laughs> Nothing is going to top that unless you got a body in the trunk. Unless you got a body in the trunk, man. No, it's like, I don't know what the fuck to say to that. Uh, I don't know what the fuck to say to that shit. Um, I've just been... Uh, I did that. You know, enjoying the holiday. I enjoy the holidays, you know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, in spite of, you know, the new reality, you know what I'm saying? Mm, I dig um, it. I dig it. And uh, been uh, reconnecting with a lot of my family around our coming up, uh, our pending uh, reunion this year in June. And um, okay. I see you, Phil. And uh, everybody's all of your folks are getting together. This is going to be the first time all of your folks are getting together after. Well, I'll be, I'll be about 97%. You know, there's a couple of them that, you know, will be, they simply can't travel. Not but it's going to be great. You know, it's going to be out here in Maryland. And uh, looking forward to it. Yeah. So, <laughs> between that and a few other things that, Starting to go down, you know, rolling um, music here and there. Some of the things, you know, I've been, I'm more focusing on being a writer this year than anything. Okay. Okay. And just uh, okay. explore some things and get some things done. Okay. Philip Baldwin out this joint. I, I know that's yeah. right. I know that's right. You know, I, well, I mean, I, I want to hopefully, you know, step in the, the green shoes of Miss Octavia Butler. They may take oh, okay. Listen, man. I hear Kendrick. Take, 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 listen. Making you so angry and hopeless. Oh, like, at the same time. It was a beautiful sight. Like, no, not the white man. Don't kiss him. Oh, God. Oh. Kiss him. Turn the channel. I, I don't know. This. We felt so hopeless. We were like, Daddy. Yeah. Like, what? Phil, I got to say, my guy, the, the other day, you posted a picture of yourself with the damn bun in the back. And you had this look. And you got your dad, man. You got your dad's face. If nobody ever said it ever, you got your dad's face. I was like, oh. and it was funny that I think one of the last pictures you posted of him was him with the top knot like that, looking at the mm -hmm. camera. And I was like, damn, that is that is Phil. Oh I mean, my god, it was, it was more like a ponytail, you know. He had, he had the long hair and shit. Oh my, my bad. No disrespect. I know, I know, I know he had the lustrous locks, my guy. Yeah, the lustrous. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know what I'm saying. I shake them shit out. No bull, no Thank bull. You. Thank you. So besides, besides Phil trying to, you know, expand his uh his horizons there, and Elgin taking on a whole new, whole new chapter in life. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know how we do it here in the black. One of us is reconnecting family. The other one is disconnecting family. I mean, <laughs> bruh. <laughs> Shit. So it's been a it's been a rough break. Yeah, quite a break. I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you, man. If bruh. do you feel comfortable? Not giving details, but feeling comfortable talking about where you are now, given this transition. Oh man, I would be a complete hypocrite if I did not come 
with full transparent barrels, right? I, I wouldn't even be myself as much as I've shared and everything else from my uh, OnlyFans page to my, <laughs> my parents, you know, <laughs> substance abuse disorders. I, yeah, but I am absolutely, any questions you guys have, man, it's easier if folks ask me questions than me just sharing because I, what I don't want to do and what I will never do is uh, disparage my ex-wife. I I won't do that. I won't in any way. I may, you know, in my typical Elgin sarcastic fashion, throw a, you know, an intentional jab, but just come right out and slander her. I won't do that. She is still very much uh, a part of my family. I very much uh, the co-parent of, my, I mean, the parent of my three wonderful daughters. So the last thing that I can afford to happen is years down the line, Break down the my daughters here. hear that I let loose whatever, you know, even if it's accurate, right? Even if it's true, even if it's, you know, my actual feelings that I let loose on their mother that way. I don't want that to be uh, an image that they ever have, but I'm, I'm absolutely open to having a conversation. So if we want to chop it up. Let's do it. I do have a question. Oh, absolutely. Go ahead, bro. I mean, my, 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 you know, my, my knee jerk question is that, you know, for, is there any sense of um, failure? Oh man, that's a great question. I think most people who know me know that I'm a pretty, even though it sounds like I'm impulsive and I don't think through through and I just say whatever is on my mind. Most people who know me know that I'm a pretty calculating dude that I actually will plan some shit out and before I make a decision. Like I didn't make this decision. And to be clear, I went to my ex-wife and told her that I wanted a divorce. I initiated this process. Uh, it was my decision. I chose it. And there was some thought going into it. The top thoughts for me, Phil, to answer your question, wasn't necessarily failure, but it was, am I throwing in a towel too fast? Hmm. Right? Uh, and the biggest one was, what about my kids? Like that was that was all I was thinking about. Anybody who's had any conversations with me through this process, I'm telling them I'm okay, and they immediately shift the acts about my girls, right? So no, not necessarily failure, Phil, but uh, was I throwing in the towel too fast? But I think that's a thought process that most people who care about a situation in a relationship that is failing or not working and they're on the cups, or they made a decision to dissolve a thing, they're typically going to ask, man, is there something else I can do? Is there more here that I can do? And to actually make that decision of no, it's painful, but it's it's one that I think all of us would have to make in those moments. I think before I go into, I don't want to go into tangent, but I think we tend to live in a society now that is very much uh, on the fence driven. Not many of us today are actually able to make a concrete decision that is going to drastically change your life 
uh, in ways that you haven't even calculated, that most of us will just continue to stay in certain situations. And I've never had that in my DNA to be that way. Uh, because again, I want my girls to be able to look back and say, damn, my dad did he tried. this he put it and in. he yeah. tried and he did those things. So yeah. 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 I think one of the most interesting parts about what you said is that it feels as though we live in a society that is where we're being told constantly, whether through social media or mainstream media, that we can, quote unquote, have it all. And when we are unable to achieve it all, whether in our relationships or at our workplace or whatever the case is, we're more likely to get rid of it, to find the next place or the next thing or the next person that will allow us to have it all. Yeah. Now, I know that that's not you, but I know that in many instances, people walk into a relationship and don't necessarily intend to commit because they're, they're already thinking that there's an exit because they may not have it all. I've been seeing it all over social media. It's really, sure, you know, sure. it's a whole nother thing. But my question that not that being with, with uh, that notwithstanding, <clears throat> my question to you is how has your circle, your support circle rallied around you in this change? Because one, this is a huge change sure. for the girls. And I think that their, their well-being is paramount, but also for you, because in the process of that, you can get lost in the shuffle because everyone focuses on making sure the group. Yeah, man. I think that was, uh, this has been a period of, of real growth for me. Uh, I've always been one typically, uh, who is usually the strong friend. Uh, but in the words of the great Royce, the five, nine is check up on your strong friend season. Uh, and in this season, I've done many things that I typically wouldn't do when I was feeling down or unsure. I've actually reached out to folks, man, and and had conversations and told folks like, "Yo, I'm on the edge. Like, yeah, mentally, I don't know how I'm holding it together, and not even necessarily looking for anyone to offer me wise counsel or uh, direction or anything. I've needed people literally to." vent to right because uh my decision was made i was already in the process of living out my decision so there was nothing anybody really could have said about my decision uh those who have been on the path that i'm journeying on offered advice uh people have offered you know weekend getaways they've offered you know, pick up the phone type stuff. So, but again, part of this journey has been for me to be able to lean in on folks that I typically haven't done in the past, right? People have always been able to lean in on me, but this has been a season where I've really had to lean in on folks and do things that's typically not within my, my, my strength or my wheelhouse to do right but it's been great because folks haven't let me down no one has dropped the ball on your boy in this season which has been mad encouraging because the last thing you want to do is when you can barely hold the ball yourself 
is to give it to somebody and they drop that they motherfucker, bro. Motherfucker, yeah. 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 So, yeah, yeah man. Yeah. Last question that I have for you, because I know that this is a personal thing and I don't want to drag it out. Sure. The conversation that you had with your girls Ooh. now in terms of explaining what was happening, <clears throat> I know that had to be extremely difficult for you. Um, yeah. I think I know the answer, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Are you dreading that conversation or conversations that you'll need to have with them when they get older and you have to re-explain what transpired that caused all of this? You know what? I think the only thing that I'm going to dread is... Uh, exposing a wound that hopefully is healed by then right uh the reopening of wounds because i'm in the process of healing now right it, it's just a slow healing it's a, a painful fucking healing but i'm in a place of healing now and in the future when my daughters want to have the conversation because when i had the initial conversation i left it open for them to say Man, whenever y'all want to talk about this, whenever you got questions, whenever there's anything, please come to me, come to your mom and have the conversation. <clears throat> so I think the thing that I'm dreading is the reopening of a healed wound. Uh, but I think I've, I've managed this space the best I can. I'm sure uh, others would think that I haven't done it well, but I think I've mm -hmm. done it uh, rather well. I've maintained my sanity, which is, which was paramount, uh, because if I lose my sanity, the house of cards around me falls. But I think the thing that I'm looking forward to in the future is having the conversations with my daughters around relationships, around love, around mm -hmm. commitment, uh, and it. preventing them from falling into some of the fairy tale mythos around relationships. Mm -hmm. uh, matter of fact, I had a conversation with my oldest daughter the other day, who's 26, and she's dating a, a dope dude, real cool gentleman. Met this cat a bunch of times. I really like him. Uh, but she got mad that he didn't do something on social media, right? Just typical young people stuff. But anyway, we had a conversation about ownership about how oftentimes in relationships there's this idea because I've given you a part of myself, whether it's through physical intimacy or emotional intimacy. Or just access, period. Or just access. There's a level of ownership, right? Yeah. That if you don't do a certain thing, the reason why I'm upset is because there's this idea that you're mine. That's a language and a thought process that I really want my daughters to have a real healthy understanding of and not fall into that idea that you end up owning someone because you've given them something or they've given you something to have a healthier view. Because I don't think that necessarily is the most healthiest of viewpoint because I think it contributes to when relationships break down and they dissolve, part of the reason why there's so much angst and frustration is because we felt like we were supposed to possess that person for yeah. all of eternity. Yeah. And I don't think that's the way we should be doing it. No, no, I, I agree 100%. There is a drastic difference between 
commitment between two people and ownership yeah. between two people. And those lines get blurred sometimes, especially if you're not used to having open, honest conversations about where you are, what you need, what you want, and all those other things. Sure. Uh, before we so move me, on, Let me man, say this part, though. I want to be clear that uh, it's a real good possibility that my ex-wife will hear this segment. And I want to make sure that uh, those who know her and know of us together as a couple and individuals, that this is not a personal attack. This There will not be any uh, mudslinging. There won't be any a bunch of bullshit uh, from me and hopefully not from her. So even in my comments here, to be clear, I, my comments are from my perspective, my viewpoint. Uh, and again, we are still very much a family, just a very different family dynamic. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, like I said, before we move on, um, Phil, Phil can speak for himself, but I think I speak for him as well when I say, we love you, we're here for you, whatever you need, man, just just let us know. Because I know this transition, this move is not, is not one for the faint of heart. It's not easy. And it's a lot easier when you have people to help you bear that cross too. So just keep it in mind, man. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, so I'm I feel like I haven't been doing anything while we've been gone for this month hiatus. I know compared to the rest of us, right? Phil's over Phil's over there trying to get win his Mark Twain Award for writing and, and literature. Elgin is over here. Elgin is on the next season of the Negro Bachelor, so uh just get it ready. <laughs> Let you fix I'm handing out little red solo cups full of oh, honey. And if you can oh, take two shots to the head, you might make it to Big L's bed. Just to let you know. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, oh, now, 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 oh, yeah, different kind, different kind of look. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> I just, I just picked you up. QDMS and Cisco, if you know the song, you know the song. <laughs> hey, what the event you want from it? Uh, those, those runs and everything. <laughs> I just pictured, I just pictured, I just pictured that whole framework in my mind. Let's know. Next week on the Broad Street Bachelor, who gets the red solo the Broad cup? Street who gets the red solo cup? That's that's the best one. The Broad, the Broad Street, Street Bachelor. Let me let but me change that shit you on social media. The Broad Street Bachelor. Gentlemen, this may present a unique opportunity. It does. It does. I I really believe it does. It presents a unique opportunity to actually. Bill, shut see. up. Did you listen to what you said? You're trying to call someone. Wait, 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 wait. Listen, man, I think there's an opportunity here. At serious level, we can actually find out what it's like for black men to date in the in the current era. In the current era, right now, right now, today. black men. Older black men. We'll know firsthand what your interactions are like with different kind of women, you know what I'm saying? And and we'll see what what, 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 the, what the temperature is out there. Oh, I can tell you what it is already. <laughs> it's, it's warm. 
piss well, warm not, and not Carissa and Diddy now. Come on, man. Listen, man. It's <laughs> fucking nutty as planners out this way. Like, oh man, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I'm, I'm gonna get me some fucking cats. Day. I already see it. I, I ain't talking day. about pussy. I'm talking about cats, the furry kind. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, in this in this day and age, it probably isn't furry these days. <laughs> it might be furry, you know. They some of them don't shave. You're right. Yeah. Hi, Tanya. Attention spans. You know what I'm saying? Oh my god, this guy. Yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna hear about it. Yeah, yeah. Oh well, what did I do while we were gone? All I did was read books, guys. I'm sorry. That was oh my boring life. Say, nothing, nothing you have done compares, but I'm going to tell you. Not a shit. damn thing. Not a damn thing. Here's what you guys have been going through. You know, I, I, I felt some sort of way because, you know, every platform these days gives you some synopsis of what you did on the platform in the previous year. So a week ago, I got a synopsis from Audible of the books that I've read. And it tells you how many hours you spent listening to books. I spent 153,469 hours listening to books. Whoa, whoa, whoa. So me being who I am, I said, I don't know if that's a lot or if that's not. Let me take a step back and... Check this out. So that's of course too I damn many. I asked Google. <laughs> Google, how many how many hours is blah 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 blah, and that motherfucker said twenty seven thousand hours. <laughs> no, excuse Come me, two thousand seven two thousand seven hundred hours. So then I said, okay, for, for what this, period of time? For how long was that? For the for the entirety of the year. Sean, so it says two thousand seven hundred hours, right? So then I said, you know what? I'm a, gl- I'm a glutton for punishment. Let me see how many hours there are in a year. There are 8,500 hours in a year. So for a quarter of the year. For a quarter of the year, you would listen to fucking audiobooks? Damn, I mean, I've heard you need, a, you need an intervention. You need an intervention <laughs> right fucking now. Yeah. Ain't no damn way in and that's devil's me. hot as hell yeah, that you didn't spend a quarter like, of the that, last year. That sounds year. like parental neglect. That sounds like parental Bruh, <laughs> man, is, Hold on. Is your wife okay? I see you in these streets. I'm going like, <laughs> Is your, your wife okay? Your Am I about to have company you. over this motherfucker? It's about to be... <laughs> 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 a duo? <laughs> Bruh, a quarter of the year. Like, I'm like, what, man? I'm like, that's enough time for your wife to get a girl stripping. We about to have a tag team over this joint? We gonna get an old-ass bachelor pad, you and I? A one floor flat. Instead of Code 45, we're going to have uh, Budweiser and Bud Light. <laughs> Stuff a little lighter yeah. in, the, in the fridge. What? Bro, a quarter of the year? I, Elgin, I, Elgin and Phil, I feel bad enough as it is. I t- literally saw that and did the calculation. It was like, I need to do something with my life. But, but, no, but, but, but <laughs> actually, actually, Though I'm curious as to the genres that you're def- that you're consuming at this rate. But I'm, but that's the thing. I'm consuming everything. Well, I won't say like, anything. 
like, well, like, like, like his, history, uh, sci-fi. Yeah, he has no autobiographies. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I no, don't. Dark, I don't have dark skin people have to use all of the colors of the rainbow. They can't just. You know. <laughs> well, I mean, hey, I mean, it's you're, been you're, too long. You're, you're well-rounded, brother. Well-rounded. Uh, who's that, Monifa? Uh, well, I mean, Listen, I'm, I'm, I've been learning. A quarter of the I'm year. learning. Yeah, bro, you could have used Duolingo. You could be speaking. Uh, no, nah, but speaking Spanish right you, now. I, I am using Duolingo to learn Spanish. Hold on, so time out. You're I've using been. another app and Audible. I want to know how long you <laughs> on that damn app, bro. Because over thirty percent of your life is consumed by one apps. I, I guess I can't talk because Pornhub and. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm getting a sponsorship this year somehow, oh, some way. Somebody gonna sponsor your boy. Like, listen, right. I don't know yeah. who's gonna do it. Somebody coming through and giving your boy a sponsor, oh. whether it's OnlyFans, Pornhub, Hennessy, some ratchet shit. Is you, you guys, you guys are stupid. And I'm just tired of both of you already. You motherfuckers are too much. You but you know the you, thing that got me got me heated the most though is that I had folks that I don't know that are friends of friends of friends mm -hmm. show up in my goddamn DMs talking about. So this is all you do with yourself. You too lazy to pick up a book, X, Y, and Z. Because you know I when, you, I when was, you don't know I, the person, I, I wasn't going to critique you know when, that, but I do find that fascinating. We've had because you know when you don't before. find when you don't when you don't know the person in Facebook or whatever, right? It shows up in a message and it allows you to either accept or reject their direct message, yeah. but it shows you the content. So I'm seeing these messages from people that I don't have any idea who they fucking are, but then I check and I see our our relationship to one another, who who we're connected by. And I'm like, what the fuck? I, I just want to tell you, I don't my know friends page. why people so think you are so wait, friendly that they hop in your DMs that way, because so you're, you're not a nice guy. I don't know. Wait, 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 isn't, there the audible, isn't there an audible community? Oh, yeah. There, there is. He can go. He has a good re he has a Goodreads account. Yes, I do. Yes. Oh, I know you do. Oh, don't worry. Don't worry. Yeah, but like, it's, all, it's audible. It's, it's audible community linked to your Facebook account. Yeah, audible. It's not your Facebook account. It's not. I didn't link mine to do. my Facebook. Yeah, no, don't do that. No, that's a yeah, bad I idea. That. Yeah, I don't uh, do that. Yeah, don't Betsy that. behind the bar and pops up. You know, people that start asking questions. You know? oh, <laughs> but what I have been doing as of late, okay. I said I'm going to dive into comics, and I've been. Since the beginning of the year, I've been going through a whole bunch of. Please tell me you've started reading there. Philadelphia. Have you read Philadelphia yet? No, I have not. You have not. I know you. No, I have not. So please, it's you on, should not even it's talk on my anymore. list, my guy. No, it's on what? my list, man. I got, I got, and I know, I know, I know, I know. You told Is me about a... this like at the beginning of last year. I should have been on. I. Yes, welcome, welcome, welcome. What's up? What's up? What is up? Back once again. It is the incredible in the black podcast. First episode of the year 2023. I am your host, Big O, Mr. In the Black himself. But you know, I could never do this alone. I don't even know how to bring in the intro. I'm just gonna say it. Let me introduce the two rest of my two my light skinned friends that I've missed so much. Crush, say what's up, man. What's good? Happy New Year, everybody! I'm glad to be back. With my no doubt, no doubt. L, 
El Cabong. Say what's up. Oh, no, 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 no. Broad Street Batch, let's go ahead. If we're going to do it the right way, we're going to do it the right way. Listen, El Cabong, shout out to the homie. Keisha. Hey, girl. Listen, uh, El Cabong, baby. You know, what, you, you know what's funny is that when she said that joke, I already had, I had an image already in the clip to send to you, and then she called you El Cabong, and I lost it. I, God, God, listen, I think El Cabong perfect. is a perfect, perfect, perfect. Listen, it is the perfect name for this season of my life right now. And so many different Hold on, hold on, hold on. Because you're going to be hitting everything. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. Oh, God. I am such a nice Christian man. I will not be doing that. He's going to be riding Psych! Running around town, smashing everything and dancing. Smashing everything. I just spent the past four days on TikTok trying to learn new dances that the young people are doing. So when I go to the bar, (laughs) you know, I might have to stretch real good before that. So, Elgin, you you need a a nice woman that is your age because messing with these young women will get you in trouble. Don't do that to yourself. You know, I got, listen, I got, I got four, I got got enough. Women in my life to last me a lifetime, believe me. (laughs) If you're checking this out on YouTube, make sure you finesse that thumbs up button. It goes a long way. It helps out with the algorithm. Make sure that you subscribe as well so that you don't miss out on the next episode. Hit that notification bell so you get notified of the next episode that comes up. But if you really want to join the family, please, Elgin, tell these folks how they can do that, man. Uh, yeah, man, head on over to our website, www.intheblackpodcast.com. Uh, you may see some things that are a little old, but we're doing some new things. They're going to be coming here rather soon. Yeah. Uh, yeah. New guests, new logo, uh, probably a new third host. Sean's going to be uh, it after his wife hears that opening segment. Uh, <laughs> it's going to be over for him. But hey, man, there's a number of ways that you can actually contribute to what we're doing and in all seriousness, I know we got nothing but shenanigans and foolishness this first beginning of the show. But we know there's a ton of podcasts out there. But in order to separate the trash from the authentic, we need resources. Uh, we need your help, whether it be through Patreon or whether it be direct cash app, dollar sign in the black PDCST. And no, the only way that real good enjoyable podcast will be able to survive amongst some of these sponsored uh garbage podcasts that offer you nothing of substance uh you don't get no laughs you don't get no insight you don't get no wisdom you just get a bunch of gossip uh the only way for us to truly be able to survive is via your money uh, there's no other way of saying it. We don't have any sponsorship yet. We're working on it. Shout out OnlyFans and you know all the other folks out there that we're looking to bring on. But we need your help, sincerely. So come over to the website. Uh, drop some change in the bucket. And yeah. Now, we've been gone for damn near a month. Yeah, it's but been a minute. Like... 
life keeps pushing. So many different things have been happening while we've been gone. More mass shootings, more people getting arrested. Yeah, my guy. Everything. It seems like seems like we missed it. I won't say we missed a lot because the world keeps turning, whether you're here or you're not. So, but what have you guys got on the plate tonight for us to talk about? Because there's been a lot that's happened within the past since Saturday. Talk less of just within the past 48 hours. Um, I know that recently, well, I will say this. We did briefly discuss talking about Ron DeSantis and his foolishness that's been happening in Florida. Classroom controversy for Governor DeSantis today. It comes after he rejected a college board request to approve an AP African-American studies course. Local 10's Alexis Frazier in the newsroom with those details. Alexis. Yeah, Janice and Gio, this move came with little explanation, but in a letter to the college board, the Florida Department of Education said a new AP course on African-American studies for high school students significantly lacks educational value. The letter went on to say in the future, should college board be willing to come back to the table with lawful, historically accurate content, FDOE will always be willing to reopen the discussion. Governor DeSantis spoke at a news conference in Fort Myers today, but he did not mention anything about blocking the AP course. On the College Board's website, a description of the course said it planned to introduce high school students to African-American studies and include teachings on literature, geography, and other fields, and to explore the vital contribution and experience of African Americans. Now, in a survey released yesterday, DeSantis is asking state universities for the number and ages of their students who sought gender dysphoria treatment and including sex reassignment surgery and hormone prescriptions. Why he's conducting the survey, well, that wasn't completely clear either. Will it survive? <clears throat> I guess it depends on what we mean by survive, right? Do we think it's going to go all the way through and become something of something of substance. Um, I don't know, but I don't think it necessarily has to, right? I don't even necessarily think that might have been his intent to have it like that. Sometimes I think these folks will throw out these things and push them just to generate more uh white supremacist fast thinking and allies uh to be clear DeSantis can't do this alone he wouldn't be able to do this if he did not have uh the support of what the the the, the state board of education the florida state board of education uh he wouldn't be able to get this done if there was not countless others who held the same white supremacist fascist viewpoint as DeSantis. So I think that's one of the, the pitfalls that we tend to fall in. And when I say we, I'm speaking of black folks. We tend to look at these situations as a one person focused type of thing. So we'll get really, really angry at DeSantis. And I think that's justifiable, but he becomes the aim of all of our, our energy, all of our venom of our vitriol. He's the target. But I think so that allows the whole system that props him up. That's the yeah, problem. He yeah, he didn't write that letter. No, no, no. Yeah. And I think that's where we he get we get lost. I think that's where we limit to that when we fight, when we push against these things, because we push against DeSantis and we don't push against the Florida State Board of Education. We don't get to push against all those 
uh, people who have funded his campaign, uh, the particular party that he subscribes to, uh, we or the state, the state Congress and st uh, state, state congressmen and state all senators, those, yeah, that allow that, yeah. all that stuff to happen. We, yeah. The lobbyists, we only get mm -hmm. mad at particular people, and I think that's been a, a, a successful conditioning on the hands of white supremacist fascists to get us focused on people redirecting our focus right yeah. redirecting on our focus to get us caught up and focus on people and that doesn't say yeah. that we don't address DeSantis. it means that he is not the root of the issue the root of the issue of this country is built on a white supremacist fascist ideology and until that address DeSantis and his brothers and others across the country will continue to bloom and blossom like we see happening in Texas, like we see happening across the country. This is not new. But I think, again, I think this is bad, right? I think it's a bad thing. But I don't think it's the end of the world for black folks. And hear me out. What I'm saying is I think this is an opportunity for I think it's important to be able to have these things in school, even though I think what they're teaching in school is built on a white supremacist fascist ideology, right? There's a level of sprinkles of truth that will crack the door for people potentially to seek out accurate information. Now we can debate how often that happens, but I think this is an opportunity for us in the community to take the reins of black history, African-American history, and begin to do things that we once did, such as Saturday schools, such as liberation schools, things that we used to do in our community, <clears throat> in our children, uh, religious institutions, because at some point in time, we have got to stop expecting a white supremacist fascist government to not be who they are, right? It's like me getting mad, and I know it's a horrible analogy, but it's like me getting mad at a crackhead because a crackhead wants to smoke crack. It's like that's who they are at the moment. Yeah. They'll yeah. only yeah. stop when that whole part of their DNA no longer exists. And until that no longer exists within the American DNA, we're always going to have white supremacist fascist people who are in positions of leadership to do this type of thing. But I'm more curious about how we combat it on a grassroots ground level and not so far as waiting for the next election cycle to hopefully get him and his comrades out of office. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's going to be a difficult. It's going to be a difficult road. And he's not going anywhere, by the way. Yeah, no, no time soon, anyway. And we already know that this whole initiative that he's going through is honestly and openly just a ploy for him to run get for president. For this is, this is yes. his open letter to run in twenty twenty four. That's basically what it boils down to. I and think part of the thing that should scare black people. You yeah. want to be afraid? Be afraid of that motherfucker in office. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he's ta he's tailored himself, and let's keep it funky. We did we discussed not too long ago after Glenn Young Youngkin Glunkin or whatever his name is won the governorship in Florida, how he was just as racist and fascist as Donald Trump has shown himself to be. The only difference is that he put on a sweater vest. He dialed back the language, but his policies were still the same. So here we have Ron DeSantis, who's a little bit more open with it, but he's not as blatant 
as Trump was. And you can even see him that he's distancing himself in terms of the language and distancing himself from Trump altogether. But I think part of the problem that really frustrates me is this notion, and even some black people have fallen into this basket about believing it, that this is an issue not about negating education and the history of America, but is a a battle against information. What is what I mean by that? DeSantis publicly came out and said that their issues and the school board, DeSantis and the school board came out and said, this is not an issue about race or gender or sexuality. This is an issue about accuracy or inaccuracy of information. Okay. That's what they said. These people that are putting together, that assembling this 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 AP program, they didn't just pull these people from Southeast or from West Baltimore or from the South Side in Philly, like just off the street. These are people that have spent their entire lives in these studies and putting this information together and building a curriculum. So the le- for you to openly say yeah. and quickly say yeah. that it's a matter of yeah. inaccuracy is that, a, is false that, off of Jump Street. That really, yeah, that really, that really bothered me too. Yeah, like to open to to openly to openly challenge the veracity of the work itself. Because that when you use, just believe me, like there's, there's nothing an intellectual hates and appreciates more than the word inaccurate. Mm. I'll tell you that personally. It rubs me raw, but it also makes me focus. But when you want to tell a whole group of people, like you said, who have who have devoted their careers to developing the entire, a specific and, and, a vet, and clearly a vetted curriculum in other yeah. states, it's it's vetted. You know, like it's, they take it's, this... an ins- it's an insult, and it yeah. sounds like bullshit. It sounds yeah, like yeah. complete and utter bullshit. My thing is, he's... will anyone challenge the veracity of of, of of the evaluators, well, I don't know if I want to go go down that rabbit hole, but I mean, to, to if you're gonna, I don't know, present yeah, well, your argument, present your argument, present the inaccuracies you're claiming. But they 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 can't do that because they've many people have already asked them to spot out the inaccuracies and they've failed to do it. So the other part then becomes that they're saying that it's a a strategy to indoctrinate people. Do you know that Ron DeSantis taught at a K through 12 preparatory boarding school before he ran for office in Florida? During this period, he coached baseball and he taught history. Do you know that he, and it, it's been proven by other people that have actually worked with him, that he tr- he spent his time in history class trying to actually make, uh, to justify slavery in his classes. You can Google it, look it up. The question begins, the question is asked, why was he able to do such a thing in that school? I think, this is my thinking, is that it was a boarding school and a preparatory school, and in most cases, that's not state funded, that's privately funded. So if people are paying their money to allow their kids to come and stay at that school, they the regulations are a little bit different. Sure. And meaning that those who are in positions of power are allowing that to happen. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That to take place. Yeah. 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 And I think that's where we, we get caught up though. And, and I, 
because I'm concerned about black folks' responses to these things, right? What I think mean? we, I think we should have a level of anger and right indignation towards DeSantis for this, right? But I think also we we have to understand the long game here, that he is not just doing these things just because he is a white supremacist fascist asshole. He's doing this because he's playing a longer game, set himself and others up. Like, this is huge in a bigger scheme of things. And that's why Hirsch Walker was so dangerous, right? Because not only... I think that's one of the things that the system component, we got to focus a bit more attention on systemic aspects of it and not fall in line to the individuals like we did with Trump and others. There's a whole system, a whole monster behind these cats that are funding them, supporting them, putting them in places to be successful. Yeah, like giving them the shine. You right about that. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think also one of the biggest problems that I have is that we very often fail to look deeper than the surface to find out what's going on in situations like this, right? Because we hear someone like DeSantis and others say that this is not an issue about race or gender or sex, but these books are quote unquote either inaccurate or have no merit or value to be seen, read, or used in schools. So I want to throw out some numbers to you guys because you know how I am. I love my numbers. I love my statistics, right? Do you know, depending on the num- depending on the study that you look at, Florida is the second highest, is the second state with the highest number of banned books. Yes. What's the next state only on the list? behind behind no. only behind Texas behind Texas Philadelphia is also on that list which oh, is yeah. which is also very interesting Florida has banned a hundred and seventy six books would you like to hear some of the books that they've banned that you cannot your kids they will not allow your kids to read you know? in school let me let me let me go through the list real quick this this is just some of the books out of the one hundred and seventy six. One of the books, The Life of Rosa Parks, that is banned in Florida schools. You cannot read The Life of Rosa Parks in in their schools. Knots on a Counting Rope. Knots on a Counting Rope is a book about a Navajo Indian with a blind child and how he overcomes his blindness to become a leader in the community. That is banned in their schools. There's a common theme here. Yes, sir. Memphis, Martin and the Mountaintop, the sanitation strike of 1968. Common this theme. Essentially, essentially Unions. Just telling you, essentially just telling you the story of this, this, um, the sanitation strike before the assassination of Martin. Why he Martin was there. Yep. Mm-hmm. Henry Aaron's Dream is a child's book. Hank Aaron, one of the most notable baseball players in the world. This is a story about his youth and what he had to go through before he became a major league baseball player. This is another book. The Great Migration, Journey to the North. The story about these kids and families and how they migrated from the South to the North and the obstacles they faced leaving the South and going to the North. The Drinking Gourd, the story of the Underground Railroad. That is also banned in Florida. Celebrating 
celebrating different beliefs. This is literally a book about different cultures in America and how people are needing to adjust and acclimate and learn each other so that they don't they don't cause strife and chaos. That's literally what these books this book is about. And that is also banned in Florida. So when we hear people telling you that it's about in it that it's about inaccuracies and that it's about not indoctrinating the kids, you tell me what these books that have been banned are trying to indoctrinate your children into. But when we think about just the, off the top of the dome, all of those books that were mentioned, all of those books that were mentioned are books that would potentially radicalize the readers, right? The, the Dr. King Memphis book s focuses largely on the importance of unionizing. That is something across the country. We've noticed a rise in unions in places that typically didn't have unions. The the book about the, the, the indigenous brother who taught his child, again, the cultural components, the last thing white supremacist fascist people want you to be able to connect with is anything outside of their Christian nationalism realm. They don't want you to be able to connect to your roots because if you're able to connect to your roots, you're able to build community. Community to them is a threat. They yeah, do yeah. not want that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. There are tons of other books about or written by Martin Luther King on that list as well that were banned. What mind oh, you sure. at the same time, while these books are being banned and while DeSantis is out there publicly didn't he talk quote about him? Misquote him he, or something? You no, know, he yeah. quoted him on Martin Luther King Day, sent out a tweet about happy Martin Luther King Day, and pulled a quote from, of course, the most I iconic Ooh. speeches of all yeah. of all time and put that there and you know that that's just to cover his anyway i'm i'm really the biggest Burned gripe that i down. have right now the biggest gripe that i have right now honestly is how do we resolve this issue because everything that we've discussed i don't know if there's anything necessarily tangible that we can pull to do this other than to try and teach our own kids about our history. But in the same time, a lot of us don't know where to start. The, the information that's out there, don't know, they don't know how to, we haven't been, we haven't been properly taught how to decipher and filter good yeah, information yeah, from yeah, bad information. Yeah, yeah. And social so media we then, and social media does not help. And then we end up ultimately falling back on the school system, which we've already which said is faltering. So how, yeah. how do we how do we win? So that's I'm really Ooh. at a loss. I'm really and at I a loss. think I, I don't I don't I'm know how. Yeah, I don't know how we. I, I have an idea of what winning looks like, right? But how to achieve those things are a different distinction. There, there's a difference there, and I don't. I think there's a, a multi-layered approach. I think one of the things is, and not to be that guy, is that we have a number of black gatekeepers in our own community who are aligning themselves with the Santos and others. Uh, I my suggestion to folks who are sincerely interested in finding solutions and cultivating solutions is join a black 
principled grassroots organization to get involved with what they are doing locally, get involved in their political education classes, get a part of an organization. You can't do any of this stuff by yourself. You're going to go nuts. Yeah, no doubt. All right, next on our docket for tonight, man, I don't know if you guys have been seeing this, but recently Ed Reed, former Raven safety Hall of Fame football player for the Baltimore Ravens, uh, was initially, I think at the end, sometime in the fall, was nominated or voiced as being the next head coach for uh, Bethune-Cookman College's football team. Hopefully trying to, quote unquote, and this is just me, follow in the footsteps or in the path that Deion Sanders had had built up when he went to Jackson, Jackson State. Um, but Ed Reed has released a series of <laughs> IG videos blasting the school. We gonna ride through the fence that these, they ain't fixed the fence. We about to ride through this fence. This ain't even football side. This ain't even the football side. And y'all talking about Madden at my uncle Prime. Y'all mad at Dion, mad at Prime. This shit is every HBCU. Yeah, I'm showing it. At this point, I gotta show this. I'm not even the head coach. Congratulations. Man, I should go my ass home. I said I should. I ain't. It ain't happening. Man, mutt your ass off here, man. What you talking about? I ain't mutt nobody. I'm trying to fix what you doing. For their failure to not being a clean facility, lying to the students, lying to him, not putting resources in particular places like they said they were going to do. It was a long litany of things. And there's been a, a back and forth between him and the school about his ac the accuracy of his statements. They've since now said, because of his comments in his videos, that they're going to not allow him to be or move forward with him being the head coach for their football team. Now, in a in an issue of full disclosure, in an issue of full disclosure, we the current the current interim president of the school is Dr. Lawrence Drake who has been a guest and is a friend of the show. Um, so I want to make sure that we're not, as much as he's our friend, we're not going to be tainted in our uh, in our evaluation of what's going on. But given everything that's happened, L, what do you think about the videos Ed Reed? Was he wrong? Was he right? Was the school wrong? Was the school right? What do you think, man? I don't think there's, I think, <clears throat> I think one, uh, if you start a new job, like I can't afford to start a new job, go to my job and look around at the conditions and then on my lunch break, hop in my truck and say that my job is a piece of shit uh, without, my, without some sort of consequence. I'm not in a place financially where I can make that type Those of Those type of decisions. <laughs> I can't because I need that check. Now, I can sit in the break room and whisper to my coworker, man, I hate these motherfuckers, man. I want to burn this. I can say that, but I can't climb on social media and go absolutely nuts about Nuclear. 
Hold on, and this is the point that I think people have really want to grasp. I can't do that when I haven't even signed my contract yet. When I'm not even an official employee yet, where the official announcement hasn't even gone out yet, I can't, I, Elgin, can't do that, right? So I think Ed Reed performed in typical Ed Reed fashion, the same way he has performed throughout his time as a football player. He did the same shit when he was at Miami. He did the oh, same oh, oh, oh. shit when he did with the Ravens. This has been his personality all of his football life, right? In his idea, he feels like he's speaking truth power. And I'm not knocking whether he was speaking truth or not. I will critique the And listen, as a motherfucker who will say the thing and do the thing, I will critique his manner of doing it. But I'm also critiquing it as someone who does not have the kind of money in my account Ed Reed has. Ed Reed can afford to be fired from Bethune-Cookman, who was going to pay him well below any of the money that he ever made as a All-Pro Hall of Fame safety in the NFL. So he had the capability and the audacity and the the finances to be able to say the things he did. That's largely the reason why he did it. Because a high school coach who gets that job will will look around and see the fucking trash. Toe in the line. And get the the players and they would go quietly pick that shit up all while singing Kumbaya fucking yeah. So (laughs) the only difference here is the fact that Ed Reed is a millionaire black man celebrity who now is making some ruckus about Bethune Cookman. Here's the issue that I have with most of you knows. There has been scholarly authors and writers and former professors and people who have attended Bethune-Cookman who have been highlighting the issues at Bethune-Cookman for the past 10 fucking years. Be the financial issues that Bethune-Cookman has been having, where there's been the administrative issues that Bethune-Cookman has been having, the cleanliness issues that Bethune-Cookman has been having, the issues that Bethune-Cookman that Ed Reed is announcing are not new issues there that Bethune-Cookman are struggling with. They've been here before. So I think Ed Reed had a greater opportunity to not only change the culture of Bethune-Cookman, but also to bring more recruits in there by saying, yeah, shit is fucked up here at Bethune-Cookman. Like, it's a mess. But with our hard work and dedication, we can make and a change leadership the culture we can fix here. Yeah. And behind was, the scenes, I can be telling Bethune Cookman, like, yo, y'all motherfuckers better hurry up. Get your shit together. Because yep, I can go back to the fucking beach. That yeah, that right. would be that would be my instincts as a professional. Yeah, that right. but if I see if I see serious issues around me, first step, address it, you know, address it to the leadership directly. If they want to be on some bullshit, and I'm Ed Reed with my mother, my mom said, Hey, okay, fine. I was, I'm just, I'm just gonna kick it out here on my phone and run my yep, mind. right, you know, get right? out of there. But my first step would be, Look, I'm stepping to y'all right now, take care of this. bullshit. Right, this, right, this right, is right. crazy, 
Yeah. Well, especially when I'm, re- especially when I'm the star of the show, though, baby. Y'all brought me here for a reason. Like, I come in with a certain level of cachet up in this motherfucker. No, like, yo, no, you So let me read a couple of the comments that we've gotten as we posted this on social media. One of our homies, one of our listeners here, Neil Moore, he says this is a classic example of because, uh, well, let me start by saying what we asked. We asked them whether or not, if you've been following the Bethune-Cookman versus Ed Reed situation, and is whether or not Ed Reed is wrong, or was he just exposing an issue that many HBCUs have, okay? So Neil Moore says, this is a classic example of the inside thought going public. He said what needed to be said, but should have done it directly to the administration, cuss words and all. Our boy Kevin Kevin Oliver says, "Folks keep General. saying, quote, folks keep saying, quote, he told the truth, as if that's supposed to mean something and excuse everything. The truth can be weaponized. The truth can be used to present things in a false light. I agree with that one hundred percent." Our boy Mike Mall says, "No matter what the situation is, it was unprofessional." It wasn't how you go about fixing an issue, and it cost him the position before he could sign the da- his damn name on the contract. Sometimes your ego and beating your chest because I'm famous will get you burned, and he got got. And last, a homeboy, Kirk Martin, says, I believe his heart was in the right place, but he went about it the wrong way. Anytime you insult your place of business publicly, you should expect to be disciplined. Um. I couldn't have said it better than all those gentlemen said it, man, to be honest with you. Because he he, he, he jumped out there thinking that he pulled a move, but it was like I get where he was coming from. We've us that have gone to HBCUs. That's the point that I want to hammer on right there. Us that have gone to HBCUs know and have seen the inadequacies in uh deficiencies that the schools suffer from. And there's a litany of reasons why the schools are in the places that they're in. But at the same time, if your job, if you made it publicly known that the primary reason why you were going to the school or choosing the school to be their head coach was to do, be a leader of men and help to build the school to a place of, quote unquote, notoriety or recognition or prominence, you don't do that necessarily by just dropping a nuke on the thing and walking away. Because it seems like that's what he's doing. And he's continued to put out fucking videos. Like the videos of... Been over the, I'm almost well, over and the I think he's, he's been consistent. consistent his not the actions of a leader, but facts, not only facts, that, you facts. HBCUs in the black community hold such a level of reverence, right? For anyone who has attended an HBCU, you understand the struggles that an HBCU has. Like, you understand, you don't go to an HBCU, per se, expecting PWI-like circumstances and situations. You would love for it to have that. You would love for it to be that way. But instead of attacking Bethune-Cookman, Brother Ed, why are you not addressing the reasons why Bethune-Cookman has not gotten the type of revenue and finances that some of these other schools have gotten? Like mm-hmm. you had a bigger again, you had a, that, yeah. that thing you that had we had conversation. 
he did the DeSantos thing. For DeSantos, he went for Bethune-Cookman instead of a not addressing the structures and systems that keep yeah. HBCUs in the position yeah. that they're in. Yeah, yeah. You just made it look like right. HBC, the leadership at Bethune-Cookman ain't worth the damn. straight trash. Like yeah. straight trash. And that's not to say that Give, let's not be saying clear. that they're not. That's not to, exactly. That's not to say that yeah, there aren't yeah. problems in leadership yeah. at HBCU. Well, because they probably are trash, but, but we can do it differently, right? But we can do. Yeah. We can do. <laughs> yes, we, we can. can we can deal with it a lot differently. We can deal yeah. with it a lot differently, man. And I, and I, you know what's funny is that I'm. I was such a advocate of Ed coming over to Bethune because you saw what Dion did, and you're hoping that okay, now he's. Whether you agree with what Dion, how Dion escaped Jackson, I'm talking about in terms of the, like the groundwork, the, the groundwork <laughs> that he laid, the groundwork that he laid in terms of what we should expect from quote unquote leaders of men, right? I expected Ed Reed to come in there and pretty much this, he's. This is Ed Reed, a Florida guy coming and doing it in Florida. Like I thought that he was going to be it only for this thing, not even to last a couple of months and it to blow up in, in everyone's face at this point, because we're all looking like what the hell is going on? We expected so much. We expected better. At least I let me, let, I feel bad. Cause maybe I'm the one that expected better. Maybe I'm naive to that shit. I, Maybe I shouldn't have put my 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 trust in in so in, in a wealthy oh, black. I don't know man, why. Yeah, ex exactly. I don't. I don't know why. <laughs> I I that that was, that was black, to black people with money, they're just so far removed. <clears> but it's, and that's and I think that's a fair, right? I think that's a fair, we can see that here at Bethune Cookman with <clears throat> with Ed Reed. Like clearly, you are so far removed from what takes place on college campuses, particularly HBCU campuses who are still suffering the effects of a horrible storm that came through the erect shop on campus. You're so far removed that you just automatically assume those. And again, I'm only able to go by what Bethune Cookman has said in their statement and what Ed Reed has shared in his preacher length fucking <laughs> videos he shares Multiple that tirade. he's making this picture that these people don't care the two problems i've had with ed reed that i have typically with people in general if every time i talk to you about an issue you are incredibly emotional and just enraged to the point where you cannot articulate what the actual issues are that you are mad about a red flag to me that's that's the issue because all i've heard from ed reed is that bethune cookman does not care about the kids they won't hire him he cares about the kids him laying out all these things that he's done since his time there bruh kid could have did a better job of outlining Hey, these are the things that I actually seen there. These are the things that I address with leadership. This is their responses. Because all you look like now is an angry person who, you, a, a angry Riddler who an, didn't an, get their an, way. An angry black celebrity. Let's uh, keep it funky. Yeah. Let's keep it funky. Angry black celebrity. They didn't get his way. Yeah, they didn't. He had a nigga moment at this point. Like, come yeah, on, man. Like, I, 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 you know, 
Right, but you know, and the thing about it, I want to be fair to Ed because we, I, I, I ain't believe, fucking fair to Ed. No, I, I dig it. I'm only joking. I'm only joking. No, I dig it though. Like, Ed's too emotional, with, bro. With, I might have to shoot with, Ed. I don't want no problems. <laughs> Ed is like 47 years old. I think he still will be ass though. No, I think he better be able to dodge 16. He better be able to dodge 16, bro. <laughs> You see, if you, you die sixteen, I, I lose. I lose. No, nah, but like I said, I, I I dig his passion. I can understand his passion. I can understand him being upset, like being pulled to that type of anger about the circumstances that these yeah. kids are facing, right? But once again, man, like diving into it, like on face first, it's like that's that's not how you do business. I mean, it, it's kind of like he yeezied himself. He didn't sign the contract. He didn't probably read the contract all the way out. Didn't understand. He dared, like, he, just, he dared them or something. Right? But he, I tell yeah, you, one of the great, them, yeah. one of the great benefits of this whole situation is that it has highlighted some of the issues at Bethune Cookman, and now you have some young people to. on campus who are down there calling for change in yeah. righteous protest, asking. Bethune Cookman and the administration and the alumni to do the right thing. So there has been some better. good things that have come out of Ed Reed's fuckery. So we will yeah, applaud I'll that. Give that. Yeah. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Shout out to the students. Right. That's hard fucking work. Yeah, because they they are actually like putting in the work now. Oh yeah, they, seen they, the, they, I, for past I think for the past several days they've had protests yeah, every day. Right. Yeah, yeah, sure. no bullshit. All right, right about now is the time when we'd like to give you little tidbits of news or words of wisdom that you could take with yourself into the week. L, what's up, man? The first one's man, got to be good. Listen, same thing, man. You know, in the words of the great prophet Christopher Wiles, stay low, keep firing, keep extra clip for extra shit. <laughs> extra shit. Uh, <laughs> listen, it, Literally, I, 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 I mean that with all sincerity, that the world is incredibly crazy out here, man. Uh, people are struggling in ways that we haven't seen them struggle in a long time. I want everyone to be safe, uh, choose self, but choose self with the idea that your ch choice has tremendous ripple effects towards others. Please, please be safe and take care of yourself out there. No doubt. Crush, what's up, man? Well, um, I want to dedicate this, uh, this first show of the year uh, to the memory of my parents. Um, but also, I dedicate it to the memory of a recent friend I lost to cancer. Um, my friend uh, Joshua Colbert, also known as Yeshua, but known to the rest of the DMV as Black Indian. Um, he was an incredibly uh, talented and loyal artist to the DMV scene. Um, I met him in 95 at a local club called the Coffer House. Scrawny, tall kid, freestyling with a live band. Whole songs, hooks and everything. Um, and uh, he lost him last Thursday. So I just want to dedicate uh, tonight's show to him. Our condolences yeah, to him yeah. and his family. You're not talking about Black Indian, the rapper from D.C.? Yes. That's my, that's my, that's my brother right there. Yeah. People out here dying who have never died before, man. We got to get it together. Yeah. Tell and, 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 and now science is talking about 
they're getting close to a fucking vaccine for fucking Uh, what's up for me? This this first what's up is I don't think any one of us at the end of last year, beginning of last year, had elderly Asian man mass shooters on our bingo card. No, nah, bro, it wasn't something I was expecting. Okay. Yeah, there, there, there's there's something else going on. Seventy, I think it's seventy two hours or ninety three hours. There was. There were two killings in California. Both were executed, and I don't use, I mean, no pun intended, was executed by one by a 72-year-old man, 72-year-old Asian man who ended up taking his own life when he got cornered by the police. Uh, He took the life. He injured 10 and killed 10. And the second was a 67-year-old Asian man who was a worker at one of the mushroom farms that he just left he just went over there and just let off, killed eight people, went to another uh, spot, killed three people, and went back to his car, sat down, and just waited for police to get him. Now, when I hear stories like this, it's easy for us to immediately point to gun violence, uh, excuse me, not gun violence, but to access to guns and gun restrictions and so on. But this, these two dudes don't fit the normal demographic of the folks that are typically... So, so the question that I've got to ask is: Is there more to it than what we're seeing, or is yes. it still literally just ac- access to access to guns? Yeah. No, I don't. I, think, don't I think it's man. always yeah. been more than. I think access to guns, and I don't mean to step on your point, but I think access to guns mm-hmm. has always been the cherry on top, or the thing that gets our focus, right? Because it's the instrument that we believe that most believe that we remove the instrument then we remove the actual act i tend to not agree with that point wholly because for larger people but i i i don't think it's just guns to be clear i think it's yeah the violence that we see communities uh i think the violence we see in communities whether it be in real life or the intense continuous violence we see via media movies i can't think of the last time i actually watched a movie where there was not an act of violence in that movie Mm-mm-mm. like you said i think it's a multi-pronged thing man we, i don't think we can wholeheartedly just pin everything on guns and gun access yes that is a large part of it because there are many westernized countries across the world that don't have as much access to guns, they don't have the issues that we have. But at the same time, our access to mental health is there. This rat race that we call capitalism, the day-to-day grind gets people worked in such a way that sometimes yeah. that's, it, 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 it's a boiling point for a lot of people, man. So there's so many things that I think we need to put our focus on. But like I said, two elderly Asian men being mass shooters at the beginning of the fucking year was not something I saw coming, man. So yeah, I just saw the article asking the question, like you know, with with, with uh, incidents like these, you know, they, they act as a counterpoint to the art to the, the presence of white supremacy. For mm, I don't Ooh, know, this is, that's accurate, but yeah. that's yeah. I don't agree. I don't agree. It's coming. I, it's coming. I, I think. I think. Yeah. I think yeah, all the I, I, I think it's. I, I think it's a byproduct. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, I think it's mm-hmm. over. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, oh, absolutely. But, but, but a counter, like counterpoint? Because there's no you know more what? violent place than America. <laughs> listen, 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 listen. I, it's, it's something because as you're talking about, and I'm as you're saying that, I'm thinking about, and I don't want to extend the show, but we fuck it. We we just got back. Let's yeah. put on another ten minutes. Let's do it. Whatever, man. So Let's do it. check this. Check this out. So I'm given what Phil just said. I'm thinking about how ethnic men, in terms of getting some form or gripping onto some form of power, align themselves, whether through ideology or through action in proximity to white men, knowing that the, knowing that the, 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 uh, the, the, the consequences there. are gonna, never, there's gonna, never gonna be the difference. You know, there's completely They'll different, right? There. So what brings to my mind is, I don't know if you guys saw it, Tyree Nichols. Tonight, the city of Memphis is bracing for the release of video showing the violent confrontation between police and 29-year-old Tyree Nichols, who died three days after the encounter. When officers say two confrontations took place following a traffic stop, U.S. Attorney Kevin Ritz says his office is working to determine what exactly happened the night of January 7th. Our federal investigation may take some time. These things often do but we will be diligent and we will make decisions based on the facts and the law. At a city council meeting Tuesday, residents demanded to see police footage of the arrest. The five officers in the encounter who are all black have been fired for department violations. We're five, 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 I wanna say it again, five black police officers got this man and essentially beat him to death. To death beat him to death. Mm-hmm. These five black police officers were fired immediately. Of course. There, there was no there was no um police union jumping in. Administrative no, leave. None, none no of union, that. No union? No, 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 blue, no, no union blue, stepped in, no said that they're going to be on. No blue wall of protection. They were fired immediately. I believe that at the, either the end of this week or the beginning of next week that the body cam footage from the will be released. Will, re- will be released. But it makes me ill because I think to myself, here are five black men that joined the police force. I don't know if it's in because of they wanted proximity to whiteness, proximity to power, whatever the case is, but they drank the Kool-Aid, it looks like, because they allowed themselves to cause the death of another black man and thought that they were going to get the same type of protection. But like I said, they got dismissed immediately. I think it's so no fascinating. No about it, but like yeah, this we'll, conversation we'll, is just a go, – go, go ahead. Kick it. Go ahead. No, I, I, just, I just think we can we, – this conversation is so fascinating because I'm going to tell you, going into the military and enlisting or going into the police academy and a member of law enforcement, you are indeed – seeking and pursuing proximity to whiteness, whether it's your intentional goal or not, that is the ultimate destination. That is where you will land. There is no greater, well, outside the education system, no greater indoctrinational centers than the military and the law enforcement police academies. So it doesn't surprise me. We have been... The great prophet KRS-One for years was screaming what? Black cop, black cop, black cop, black cop. 
Ice Cube, same thing. Yep. Bring you down for the black police, bring you down for the white cop. We have been screaming for years that black police officers oftentimes are far more violent and terroristic than their white counterparts because they are trying to maintain their position. Yeah. yeah. You're right about that. You're right about that. But, but I'm it it really then begs the question, why didn't because I know we, we have this obvious or knee-jerk re, uh, reaction or thought of why we believe that they weren't protected, but it really is shocking to see these guys get dismissed offhand immediately without all the fanfare that we see for countless other white police officers. Even well, I won't even say I won't say white, non-black police officers. Because the the Asian gentleman that killed Philando Castile in Minnesota, he got the same treatment about treatment. not. Yeah, he got his administrative leave, was on paid leave or whatever. The only time we've ever seen things like this happen, usually like the guy, the the um the um, God, not Kenyan. The um, Somali police officer in Minnesota that killed that white girl, they fired his oh, yeah. ass oh, yeah. immediately yeah, yeah. and threw yeah. him on trial. They had everybody and their mom come and say how bad of a human being he was. We never see this type of protection, or at least public, I've never seen this type of protection for black police officers when we're supposed to believe or when we're told constantly that there's a blue, this thin blue line. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it is what yeah. it is, man. Crush, where can folks find you if they want to find you, man? Yeah, you find me on Instagram at SP Methods or at the Orange Crush with T H E O R A N G E K R U S H. No doubt. I don't know what to call Elgin tonight. He's already, we've called him El Kabong. We've called oh, him yeah, the Broad yeah. Street Bachelor. He needs that new handle up ASAP. He says, Yeah, I don't know which one he's going to answer. As well to, I'll just as, say, well as his Bumble account. Man. He's oh, God. It's it's pleasant Clearville over that joint, bro. Like, <laughs> <it's, laughs> well, just you tell see, people I, where you at. Has anyone seen this weird run of commercial ads of all these new dating apps for each community out there? Oh, yeah. Everybody has one, man. The commercials run in a row. That's Listen, as, a, as an IT, as an IT guy, I want to let you guys know right now that that shit is not about dating. They could give a fuck about dating. They want to collect all of your information so they can sell you shit. That's all not it is. That, but <laughs> They're the gonna take money, all your shit. The money that it costs. I read an article recently about how much money it costs to be on a dating app. Like they rope you in to show you the pictures, you get a chance to connect, and then you have to pay. X amount of dollars. This article said that you had to pay like hundreds of dollars to buy coins in order just to give and send them. I was like, QJZ, I'm a hustler, baby. I just want you to know. Oh, yeah. Yeah, bro, listen. It's a dirty game. Yeah, but you can find me on uh, Twitter, man, at L. Kabong. <laughs> I hope, I hope, I hope Hannah Barbera don't trip. Yeah, dude, Man, I, I, listen, I don't want no smoke with them cats because they got bodies. I hate this in dude. Elder. I hate this dude. They about, they, about, so they, they, they about to drop their shit soon. Get ready. I bet they will. Yep. 
They've been gearing up for years. No doubt. I'm Big O, Mr. In the Black himself. You can find me on Twitter and on Instagram at MR underscore in the black. And I want to thank you guys for joining us for the first episode of the year 2023. Season seven has started. God damn. We've been around long. Before you know, we'd be old enough to smoke and rent a car and all that. Anyway, if you can find us across social media at in the black PDCST. That's Facebook, Twitter, and on Instagram. Come on over to our YouTube subscribe hit the thumbs up finesse that thing and make sure that if you want to become part of the family you're down to support in strong independent black media come and join us over at our patreon you will not regret it but until next time as always informed intelligent in the black in the black it feels great we to say that tell your mama and them cue us up <laughs> This is, this is the In The Black Podcast. In The Black, bro. Hands down, one of the best podcasts I ever heard, though. I like y'all. what up? I read a black coffee, Bretchen. Listen. In The Black Podcast, they all lied. It's all facts. You don't like that, the fault. Fact. In The Black Podcast, don't talk trash. Switch fast if you ain't wrong, then you're whack. It forms intelligent elements, always relevant. Not for the weak and delicate. This is eloquent excellence. We are setting the precedence. Rest in them, my excrement. In the black podcast, the truth like the testament. Don't know, black up he bro, man a specialist. No what the podcast broadcast, y'all mess with this. Like said they my cheat, who no dweed so effortless. I listen them, I learn, man, them listen them, I benefit. Reporting current event, everything that is prevalent. This is so exquisite, the scientific experiment. Giving you the news, not views without evidence. Telling you the truth, sentiments without embellishments. Relax, these are the facts, bringing them to your residence. In your house or your tenement, listen to hear intelligence. Body filled with Melody power that's so settling bright in the stars, bringing some light back to the desolate. In the black podcast, that your land is all facts. You don't like that before. In the black podcast, they fucked up. Who looks at what's black up here? Chuck me down. In the black podcast, that your land is all facts. You don't like that before. In the black podcast, we all lost. They will not let them count. None of them can trust. Just like that, though. <laughs> 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 <laughs>